Tuning you in now to the LBX Daily Show. Brought to you by the LBX Collective. Your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now, let's get ready to roll. With your hosts, Christine Buer and Brandon Wiley. Well, hey, 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 everybody. Happy Leap Year Day. <laughs> it's Christine and Brandon here again, your guides to the world of location-based entertainment. It's the 29th of February, and uh, this is a very special day. It comes once every four years, and uh, I guess we're going to get ready to leap into the greatest in location-based entertainment. And oh, what do you have here, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is Quantum Leap. This is, uh, this is oh, like a man. classic... 89. So I, I looked it up because I remember watching this as a kid and I absolutely loved it. Ran from 89 to 1993, only four seasons. I don't, I can't believe they, they only lasted four seasons. It's too bad. That's too bad. Yeah. I, re- you know, I don't remember the show, but I remember, I remember actually watching it and quite liking it. I just, I can't remember the characters of the storyline right now. I'll have to go back and freshen up my memory on that. I wonder if it's yeah. in Netflix. Well, it probably it, it, it might be. You can definitely go back. They, they now have a new version. I don't, and I don't know what streamer is running it now, but they have a new Quantum Leap series that's out. Um, it came, it started coming out in 2022. So, oh. there, you know, the concept has you know, been reimagined. So, yeah, anyway, okay, cool. Happy Leap Day. And you know, what would be amazing yeah. is if we if four years from now we also have an LBX Daily Show on the 29th on 2028. Wouldn't that be interesting? So that would be let's super around for another four years. Okay. High five to it. Let's make it happen. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm committing. I'm committing. It's a solid commitment. All right. Okay. I have something really fun to tell you. I think you're going to get really excited about this or maybe not, or you'll have a lot to say about it anyway, but a uh, volley Bellingham is closing their pickleball courts and they're shifting to go-karts. If you can believe it. Yes. Yes. Wait, I'm sorry. All right. All right. So this is the first one I think that we've actually really officially heard of, but the business is going to be changing its name to Mach 1 Speedway and Arcade. So they're gearing up for a major shift. They're saying goodbye to their title as Northwest's largest dedicated indoor pickleball venue, and it's going to become the Mach 1 Speedway and Arcade. The general manager said there that they were repurposing 12,000 square feet of pickleball courts into an electric go-kart track. Um, And they're aiming to open this up in May or June of this year, which I thought is pretty fast because they're not closing these cart or this, uh, the pickleball courts until the end of March. So that's a pretty quick transition, but I mean, it's probably, it's fairly easy to set up an electric go-kart track, right? You're just putting barriers down, but I I don't know. I think they're kind of pushing the envelope there. Now, anyway, the decision was made because the pickleballs venture just didn't create enough revenue. And that's what they said. It didn't create enough revenue, didn't promote business. Um, It it just didn't work for them. So they're going to be, they're going to be keeping their mini golf. They're going to be keeping their kitchen and bar and they are keeping their retro arcade games, but they will be pulling out the big ball and putting in the go-kart track, which makes a hundred percent sense. Oh, it makes complete sense because also if electric go-karts done right are just money printing machines. So mm-hmm. the high volume and turnover you get with that, like, of course, on a per square foot basis, what you're going to get from pickleball versus go-karting, no question. And then you're adding an arcade as well. Like, come on, yes. Yes. this like this is the model that works. 
So I'm not going to rant on pickleball. All I'll say is I should have made my 2024 prediction to be, this is the year we'll see our first pickleball closure uh, because right. there's this, but this will not be the first this year. I can guarantee this will not be the first we'll hear about. Many will close quietly. Some will end up, you know, and those will be unfortunate because that means they're going out of business and they've lost money. At least this one, they're able to Lucky. pivot to something that's going to be a better revenue yes. generation. And you know, they're, they learned their lesson quickly and they made their decision fast, which, you know, I think is also, is also good. So hopefully that they're able to turn things around and, and be around for a while because I think they have a better model. I agree. And so the only thing I, I wish that I understood better about this situation is if they were ever profitable having pickleball courts <laughs> or if, you know, what was the length and what did, the, what did the wave look like? Or, you know, was it a couple months? Was it, you know, a year? And then finally things started to go downhill. Yeah. Anyway, but we don't have yeah, that. Data, when, so. when their community finally caught up and opened up a bunch of free pickleball courts in the, you know, in the community centers and neighborhoods and everything else, mm -hmm. you know, anyway. So, all right. Well, good. I'm glad they're transitioning. It sounds like they're, they're, you know, the, the worst didn't happen to them. So I'm very happy about that. That's right. We'll keep a chart. All right. First tip. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were the first we heard about anyway. Um, okay, cool. So this, there's a place that I wanted to talk about called Funtivity and there's nothing really super exceptional about these guys. Um, they are an arcade. They opened quietly a couple of weeks ago. They're in Newark, Delaware, and they're right downtown. And they wanted the owners just wanted to bring something a little bit different to downtown, which is typically which has historically been dominated by restaurants, bars, and then other like little boutique shops. And so they wanted to appeal from their words to appeal to a diverse mix of customers from families with kids to University of Delaware students and then to older folks looking for a nostalgic escape. And they just wanted to create a place to relax, bring out your inner child and, uh, you know, come be a kid, eat candy and enjoy your life with no stress I think the one odd thing about this place, you know, we just look at a couple of pictures where we talk about it. Um, you know, it's a, it's a standard. I mean, it's fine. It's a smaller, low ceiling arcade. And, you know, it's like a classic Main Street type of arcade. I don't think there's anything, again, super exceptional about it. They've got this little um, uh, pellet shooting thing that you can play. But this is what I really liked, actually. So they they have like this little mini ice cream shop, uh, as well as then candy candy and soda store inside. And I think honestly, this will drive more of their traffic and revenue than their actual arcades will. I think the arcades, I can't say that it'll generate more revenue again on a per square foot basis, but I think this will drive people more. This crushed juice looks super cool, like smashed up you know, juice. They've got all these different custom sodas. And then they've got this whole retail area with tons of candies and taffies. Yeah. And again, just stuff that they... Uh, you're not going to find downtown. And they also sell, again, like all this racked candy, but then they also sell some of their plush. This the plush is for sale. They do have redemption. So some of their games are redemption. They have a small redemption counter as well. But um, but they, you know, I'm not a big fan of selling the plush that you also have a redemption necessarily. I think that's the, not a great idea, but I do love the candy and the soda. I think that'll be a big driver, especially right downtown. Um, I think they're deluding themselves, though, in thinking that they're going to get college students if they don't serve alcohol. And they're definitely a non, they've, they've specifically said they're a non-alcoholic venue. And so, you know, they're basically going to get a bunch of kids and families, I think. Sorry, where are they located again? In Newark, Delaware. So just oh, downtown. Okay. It's a small downtown. It's right. The University of Delaware is there. So like, mm -hmm. you know, Okay. I thought maybe they were Utah. Oh, Utah, you should be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. This is this is Delaware, and um, they're by university, and like, 
you know, maybe kids, so, maybe some of those students will go to the bar and then also go to the arcade. But like, I think anyway, I, I think they're deluding themselves for that, but that's fine. So be a family venue. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think the concept's okay, uh, but I mean, can I be really picky and it's not to be yeah. snooty or anything like that, but it, it's mediocre looking to me. Like yeah, they, I, someone yeah. did, they were thoughtful. They put the candy out and they're trying to put it in a nice organized fashion, but it's really not appealing. Like I guarantee you in like a couple hours, once people have picked through that stuff, that wall is going to look terrible because there's going to be stuffies all over the place. It's not going to look good unless someone's constantly maintaining it. It takes a lot to keep your skin on your walls looking really nice. Mm -hmm. And the candy's going to get mixed up. And uh, the juice, I don't know. Like, I didn't like the tops. Of, I'm thinking hygienically. I didn't like the tops. Like, it looked like there's just a, a cup or a bowl in the top of the juices. And they're handmade. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I actually just, really, I actually really like the handmade juice uh, concept. I mean, because I think that people want these like weird kind of wacky drinks. And if you're not going to serve alcohol and yeah. have some really interesting juices and, and they're not self-serve juice, by the way. I mean, so like that was just oh, a picture of the juice. It's behind, it's behind yeah. like their, their um, it's behind their ice cream counter. So it was just a picture that I used. They're oh, not okay. self-serve. Yeah. It oh, would, okay. I would agree. Yeah. Self-serve would be gross. Okay. Yeah. That's helpful. I mean, all I would have said is I would have loved to seen a little bit more color in there. Everything was a little bit white with some lights or something to mm -hmm. kind of spruce the area up. And then just some thoughtfulness around the fact that that stuff well is going to look like really terrible in a couple hours in unless someone's constantly maintaining it. So. Yep. yep yes. I agree. I think the thing I wanted to call out was the sodas and you know, for sale, the unique sodas and the juice yeah. and then the candy. Yeah. Yes. But I agree with, I agree with everything you said. I think that it, uh, it's, it's just, yeah, it's fine. It's a, yeah. nope. you know, they're halfway there. Street, they're halfway you know, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> People are bringing their Mickey's in. <laughs> it's a great. <laughs> All right. Okay. I wanted to talk about this fun little place that I found. Um, it's called, or this friend product, I should say that I found it's called X wall. Now, I went to the xwall.io site to find you guys some pictures of this, and it was terrible. I couldn't even find pictures. They were promoting some other kind of products that they were doing. And so the only pictures I've been able to find were really off of this FEC in the Netherlands called Sevnum. And so I'm going to show you some pictures and we'll pull this up in one second. But it's a super cool product. And I think they're just doing themselves a disservice by not marketing properly. Anyway, this is the first that I've heard. It's called a fidgetal. Now we talked about fidgetals, fidget, physical and digital stuff before, but it's a fidgetal gaming platform for education and fitness and maybe your FEC. So uh, let's pull this up. This is the installation in um, Sevenum, I believe I'm saying that right, in the Netherlands. And it looks super cool. So let me see. There you go. You can see the wall. It's a big wall. It takes up a big amount of space. And you can have different tools to play and interact with the different activities on the wall. So at the beginning there, you see, and it's going to come up here in a second, the gun where you can kind of shoot different things on the wall. Then there's a whack-a-mole game where you can actually whack with a whacking stick. And what's also not shown on here is that you can use balls to throw at the different games as well to interact with the wall. Um, I, I thought this was just so, totally cool. It uses LiDAR again to track your body as you're moving around in the space, obviously in that black mat in front. And it tracks the shooting out of the gun and the tapping on the wall to get really interactive. They say that this is great for increasing fitness, hand-eye coordination, visual, visual motor skills, decision-making, time management, all those fun things, right? They have over 20 games. And what I really like about it, it doesn't take up a ton of space considering the size and the amount of games that are in there. And I think it could act as a really nice layer of lipstick or rouge, whatever you want to call it, your facility to kind of dress up uh, what it looks like. Like, oh my gosh, that last place that we saw, if they had a wall like this in their candy area and had the lights dimmed, this might look really neat. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love this. I love this product. I think it's super cool. There's so many FECs that have empty walls that they, you know, maybe they'll paint a mural mural or they'll put up a step and repeat pattern or something for a selfie wall, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, that's what you could have on this as well as just a step and repeat, you know, when you're not having gameplay and then you have gameplay, people can come up and do it. I think they probably need to figure out how to connect it to a monetization method like, you know, to a, right. to a game card reader or something like that. I'm sure they haven't, it doesn't, I don't think they've thought through that yet, but I do love the concept and I love the gameplay. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I went and visited their website just like you did. And they definitely don't, they know that this industry exists, but they don't understand yeah. our industry. And so yeah. I think that there's a lot of opportunity, probably if there's an operator out there to, you know, would want to work with them to really help them understand this industry and, mm-hmm. and could be, you know, could really have an interesting product for their, you know, for their venue. So, yeah, I think I, I love it. I think it's a super cool. Yeah. Super fun. Super fun. Yeah. Awesome. Well, another thing that I thought was a, a new product that, that was like just was fairly recently announced. It has been released in, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but it just announced conductor. We've talked about these guys before they are based out of the UK and they have a game product division called game vault. And mm-hmm. they focus on next generation competitive socializing experiences. And so the ones we've talked about before here was their supercharged shuffle, which is now being rolled out across Dave and Buster's locations. They also have an immersive darts or like an AR dart um, um, thing. Well, they just recently now have created this thing called the arena and it's an immersive enclosure. It's about 16 feet square transparent platform that provides fast-paced, interactive, competitive experiences. And they are, again, really focused on, I guess what, what we'd say is an interactive, like what they say is an interactive take on the classic table game. And so I'm not sure where they're getting the table game concept, but maybe it's like if you have like a board game and you're, but you're interacting with a board game, maybe that's their concept. They are based in the UK, so maybe the language is a little bit different there. But this allows for up to eight people to play for 10 to 60 minutes. And the visitors can follow the action because it's on, on screens and they can also see in through the transparent entrance. And you know it combines tracking, uh, intelligent invisible tracking technology with immersive content, sound, and then tactile solutions. And they can the systems can map the guests, they track the gaming, they automatically keep score. It's an interactive LED floor. So it is an LED floor. It says not projection mapped. And then interactive walls, LIDAR scanning, and then automatic object delivery and gesture tracking. They currently have eight games and they look to have 20 more by the middle of 2024. So they're actively producing new games. But here's the downside. It's going to be first available in North America at Dave and Buster's locations, and they have an initial exclusivity agreement with their brand. And so we're not going to be able to get this into our own venues for a while. I don't know how long. I couldn't find out how long that exclusivity works, but this is on Dave and Buster's website. This is their model. It's $5 per person. For a limited time only, they say, and it's because we know somebody, um, Peter Martins, who's the CEO of Time Mission. Uh, he also has had somebody recently go and play it, and they said it's five minutes for third. It's five dollars for thirty minutes, which seems a little bit crazy. But yeah, what are your thoughts, Christine? Yeah, I mean, to me, when I see this, I'm like, man, this looks so cool. Like it looks amazing. But you know what we know about this kind of stuff? It all comes back to the gameplay. If the gameplay is mm-hmm. not fun, and if it doesn't work, and if when you touch something, it doesn't go off. 
game sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it just totally. simply sucks. I mean, I do like I do like the openness. I mean, I wish we had a picture kind of sitting back so we could kind of see what the enclosure looked like and how cool it was to watch people. Well, you know, I have a video. We could watch Ooh, a video. Oh my gosh, yeah, let's, let's watch let's the video. But before you go yeah. on, the one last thing I wanted to mention is I love again that we're moving to these products that you don't have to wear stuff. You don't have to put yes. goggles on, you don't have glasses on or anything like that. I think that makes a big difference. And then the one other thing, and maybe the video will show this, is is there a leaderboard in there? Can you see how many points people are accumulating as it's going on and see what your friends are doing in there? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. There is a leaderboard and I don't know how, like if it resets every day or if there's like a permanent leaderboard, but there is a leaderboard and you can go in and keep trying to get better at it. And right now this is only before I show it only available in a few places. So this is Dave and Buster's in Orlando, Dave and Buster's in Dallas and Friendswood, Texas, and then a couple of other places, uh, Lehigh Valley in Pennsylvania, and then Hilliard in Ohio. And so it's, it's still just being, being rolled out. And that's where these like um, conductor game vault attractions are available. So let's take a look at the video. Okay. Maybe. I know. What's been going on with the streaming? There's something weird happening with. Oh. You've got balls you can throw too. That I think is pretty cool. Where the balls just drop out of the ceiling. I think that's freaking, that's freaking cool. Oh wow. Okay. Um, well, it looks pretty neat. <laughs> How do they yeah. get all the balls back in there? Is there like a little vacuum and the attendant has to come and like sleep? I know that that is interesting. That but you know what though? I'm guessing that's probably their last game. So like if they've you know, it's right. probably the last one, and like that's your like finale grand finale. The balls fall and maybe it's a surprise. I don't know. And then like they're picking up the balls and start throwing stuff. So it's probably the, the last game. And then, yeah, I think an attendant does have to come in. They do say it's an unattended game, but I think with the balls, you have to have somebody well, going in there and, and resetting. the room. Right. Right. Unless they've managed some way of the big ass vacuum coming and sucking them up at the end. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty awesome. Um, and that is actually pretty unique. I mean, they've combined some things that we've already, we see out there in the market already, but I think that's a great combination. And I think that the setup looks pretty snazzy. Like I'd want to go in and play it and try it out for sure. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like this makes immersive game box look like child's play. I mean, other than the IP, I think like I really, I mean, again, we have to, we played immersive game box. We haven't played this yet, so we don't know what the gameplay but um, I think that this looks very, very nice. And again, you don't have to put on a hat and like configure yourself. It's it's all tactile. And I think that's what I like about it. And the LED floor just looks incredible. I'm curious to see about the wear and tear on that. Now, we've heard good things about LED floor and that they last forever and it's not an issue. But I want to see after this has been in use for a year, what happens? Are people replacing it? Does that become an issue? Because, you know, honestly, if one of those panels is out and that happens on a Saturday, 
how quickly can you replace it? Are you down for a whole week or two weeks until someone can come in and fix it? Or can the managers come in and pop that out right away so that the game experience doesn't get damaged too much? Yep, totally. And I think Dave and Buster's was brilliant in striking an exclusivity deal. I think if I'm conductor, I'm hope I hope I'm being paid significantly very well for this because to lock yourselves up with a big, you know, with a brand, even if it's a big brand like Dave and Buster's for a period of time, like that really limits your obviously your growth. But I hope that uh anyway, I hope that they're they got a good deal there because Dave and Buster's was brilliant to lock these guys in for an exclusivity for sure. Now, I think Dave and Buster's has a history or a past of actually doing that with other games as well, do they not? Or they they kind of lock in some sort of game and they skin it to match their own brand so that nobody else yeah. can have it. Yeah. Yep, that's okay. true. Yeah, they do that. And uh, this is this. I mean, if if they keep rolling things out like this, either through a partnership with Conductor or with somebody else, Dave mm-hmm. Buster's might have a chance at actually turning things around. I think this is. We, you know, we know this is the direction things are going as far as social entertainment is concerned. Uh, I wasn't super impressed by the super, uh, supercharged shuffle or the AR darts as far as like, th- there's others that do that. So there was nothing really unique as far as the gameplay. I think this is really interesting. I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dave and Buster's check. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Got in the back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Well, geez, here we are. How does, how does 20 minutes go by so quickly? I don't know. I know. I know. I know. Cause we, we have other stuff we could talk about, but we'll just have to see it for tomorrow. So tomorrow. all right, everybody. All right. Well, have, I hope you all have a happy leap day and we'll see you all in March. Yes. Stay tuned and keep kicking ass. All right. Bye guys. 